Welcome to another IFE podcast. In this episode, our speaker is wildlife ecologist Dr. Martin Winter, who provides insights into how to deliver cutting edge environmental research. Martin works at the German Centre for Integrative Biodiversity Research, otherwise known as IDIV, where he is the coordinator of the Synthesis Centre. In this podcast, Martin discusses measurement of research impact, the processes of publication, and how young researchers can increase their visibility and play a greater role in the science policy arena. We hope you enjoy this IFE podcast. Hello, good morning. <clears throat> yeah, I'm Martin, and I want to introduce IDEF and the Synthesis Center of um, IDEF. <clears throat> and with, within my talk, I will especially focus on how we established that center, what makes <clears throat> IDEF um, the research, uh, research center it is at the moment. And, and also, I can say from my experience, because I'm there from the very first day, um, and um, in the center, within the center, the um, employee-wise, oldest employee. Okay, so we, we say IDEF is a hotspot in biodiversity science. <clears throat> and uh, to give you a bit of setting, so Germany has uh, 16 federal states, a bit similar to, the, to Australian federal states, and IDEF is a very challenging um, center itself. We, uh, we managed to establish a research facility across three different federal states. And this is a, a especially uh, special in Germany because usually universities fall under the law of the federal states and we uh, and have different laws and we brought three different federal states and a non-university research center together to one uh, uh, entity. We are funded by our German Research Foundation, so that's the, let's say, NSF equivalent. And these kind of centers can maximum funding, get a maximum funding of 12 years. So every fourth year, we have to apply for the next four years. It's a big uh, thing. And actually, we would have had our defense or on-site defense a few weeks ago. That is now postponed for a whole year. So the whole center is kind of on hiatus. Uh, and getting one year bridge funding, it's all a bit strange at the moment but we have written our last proposal and hope that we will be, get the funding for the last four years then next year um, <clears throat> we are uh, as i said idef is mainly uh, the main partners are three universities in three different federal states and a non-university research center the helmholtz center for environmental research you've said and we are placed in Leipzig physically, and the other universities are placed in Halle, very beautiful city in, an, in, uh, in another federal state, and Jena in Thuringia, another federal state. These are the partners, so the people in IDEF are, are the employees, but also are the partners. So we have uh, quite a lot, 11 collaborating institutions across the uh, three federal states and a bit beyond that. <coughs> and these are Max Planck Institutes, Leibniz Institutes, or Senckenberg, which are collections. So different, different research institutes, all doing research in biodiversity research. What is, the, what is the mission? So how does IDEF work in terms of science? So the I in IDEF uh, stands actually for integration. So we try in our center, we try to integrate uh, across different challenges. We, we try to bridge theory and empiricism, the molecular approaches and the organismic approaches from local to global scales. Uh, and also we try to bridge basic science, which is actually uh, the, the part of science that DFG is usually funding and bridging it to societal relevance. 
And we have also two missions we want to provide. So the overarching missions, these are quite broad. We want to provide the scientific foundation for sustainable management of the Earth's biodiversity. The second mission is we want to develop integrative biodiversity research as a new scientific field. And this, as I said, we try to bridge different uh, approaches. <clears throat> How do we do that? That's a beautiful graph uh, from our last renewal proposal. So we have different research areas in IDEF. We have society, complexity, biodiversity change, functions, and molecular uh, uh, fields. And we have different approaches. So I will uh, talk a bit, a, bit, <coughs> a bit more about the synthesis aspects, where we also have very strong focus on theory and modeling, but also trying to do a lot of integrative experiments. I will also talk about that a bit. Uh, we also, uh, inherently, if you to uh, talk about society, if you bring in societal aspects and um, biodiversity, let's say, basic science, you are interdisciplinary, and we also try to have impactful research while uh, doing transdisciplinary uh, research. And all that comes together to a field of integrative biodiversity research. This is, these are the elements of IDEF, so we have the core groups, and we have, just uh, uh, for you to know, we have, as I said, we have these 11 institutions, and we have a group of researchers in IDEF, they are called the members, they are not paid by IDEF, they are not usually not sitting in Leipzig, but these are collaborators, researchers as one, at one of these 11 institutions, and these, together with the employees, form basically the researcher in IDEF. And we have the core groups. This, uh, we have nine professors at IDEF and they have their labs, quite usually like in every other university. We have research platforms, we have a graduate school, we have quite strong support from different informatics units. We have, of course, also a central management. We are relatively independent from the hosting university. We have a very strong media and communications unit and we have the synthesis center. Um, Talking about the people in IDEF, so we have 120 members and we have roughly 270 employees paid by IDEF. And on top of that, we had since the beginning uh, over 1,700 guests in the synthesis center, mainly from the working groups. And they are quite international. Um, so the employees are more than a third are international and also the guests in our synthesis center projects are very international. I mean, that's the inherent idea. The research platforms we are working with, existing platforms, you might have heard about the Jena experiment as a grassland uh, experiment, similar to Cedar Creek, for example. And we have different other platforms we are closely collaborating. We are also have new platforms, which we established with IDEF money. And I just want to draw your attention to the Ecotrons. These are, I think, four, 24 Ecotron chambers where you can manipulate whole ecosystems in a vertical way. That's very impressive. And we also uh, host, together with the Hamel Center, a high-performance computing cluster. Um, and then we also, because we are also quite data-driven in IDEF, uh, we also host a couple of uh, databases, which we either developed or co-developed. And these are just examples. For example, the TRI database, the Plant Traits database, is hosted in, in one of our collaborating institutes and co-funded by IDEF. And we also host... Splot, which is the database on global vegetation data. This was actually the very first, the very, very first project in the synthesis center eight years ago, roughly. 
the graduate school. So we IDEF itself has, has its own graduate school, and there is of course also a graduate school in our at our hosting university. But we have our own, and there at the moment over 60 PhD students. It's very international, and we have the advisory committees of each of the PhD students consist of quite an international and diverse set of people. It's actually the glue and also the messenger uh, among the IDF groups, uh, because that puts, puts, the, uh, puts the group kind of together. And then we have the synthesis center. So this is the part, this is my part. I, I lead the synthesis center since the very first day. And um, here you see the heads, the, the labs in IDF, and you see the, the different fields IDF professor covers, and that ra uh, ranges from theory, experimental interaction ecology, to physiological diversity, synthesis itself, ecosystem services. And we have also, also junior groups which cover a wide range of biodiversity-related topics. What I want to say is that the synthesis center itself is actually compared to other similar initiatives, and there are many. I mean, the SDF, the SDF idea is based on the ANSYS idea in California, and there was also, as probably all of you are aware of, there was an Australian synthesis center which closed a few years ago. But compared to those entities, we are actually based in a very lively and interactive research center itself. So we are not an entity somewhere, just a synthesis center, but we are a unit of a very lively and international research center. And that's a that's an advantage. So what, what is ESTIF for IDF? It's the main window to the rest of the world. Uh, here you see a network uh, which depicts the, the participants, where they are from, and, and ESTIF is uh, indeed um, the, the window to the uh, global research community. Uh, what, what is ESTIF doing? So the idea of the synthesis center is simple. So we support sabbaticals, working groups and postdocs and working groups come for a couple of meetings to, to, to us and can also have writing retreats. We have different versions, let's call it versions of postdocs. So they work postdocs who come with their own independent projects, but also work uh, uh, postdocs who are attached to working groups. And then we have postdocs who are meant to foster collaboration and integration between the professors in IDEF. So, uh, we call them the core professors and the members. So these collaborating researchers with, who can sit somewhere. And then we have sabbaticals. They are uh, usually senior researchers visiting us for a couple of months. And um, um, to sum up or to explain it a bit more, so ESTIF is a part of IDEF, as I said, it's a science infrastructure. So also the other synthesis centers I'm aware of, we call ourselves science infrastructures. We offer all the support you need to have a distraction-free time for creative science. It's basically a think tank um, for IDEF. And from my side, I can say it's a fun and exciting place to work at. This is usually how the ESTIF working groups uh, look like. So they do their uh, pictures, but uh, sometimes something ran, uh, is going wrong here. I don't know what's going on here. It's actually Volker. He was for many, many years the head of our ESTIF board. Maybe he didn't like it anymore. It was probably also his 50s group or something. But usually it looks like this. Uh, so the people make use of our rooms more or less uh, and, and uh, also the working groups. Um, I think have a good uh, facilities to, to do their science here. What do we mean with synthesis? People always ask me, Mark, what is synthesis? And actually, uh, I'm not an expert in that, although I'm leading a center. And what I can say is that scientific synthesis is not a fixed term. Um, but it's a, 
uh, generally relates to an adaptive process of integrating different elements. It could be concepts, could be data, could be analysis results. So it's not always data-driven. It could be also very theoretical. And we bring them together to develop a novel integrative insight. Uh, it could be quantitative, but also qualitative. In ESTE, for example, the data have to exist. That was always the idea also when ANSYS started that we want to make use of the already existing and available data. We, the ESTEF doesn't fund any lab or field work, but it's based, of course, on those data. So IDEF itself is a lot of lab and field work with a lot of wet labs, but the synthesis center is meant to analyze those data. And as an example, as a typical, I would say, a typical synthesis center project could be roles of microbe and ecosystem functions. That's very general and it is, of course, not only the title should be general. And versus you can have maybe a topic like microbes of the wet mire soil in the Queensland nature reserve and its implication for ecosystem functioning. So that is way more specific and tailored. The synthesis center <coughs> aims for more general uh, synthesis results and, and, and also projects. Some numbers from the center itself, as I said, we had since the beginning over 700, uh, uh, 1,700 participants, uh, almost 70 uh, working groups, over 100, way, way over 100 meetings. They come from many, many countries. And since the beginning, I had on my team over 30 postdocs. Some of them are still there and visit and 21 sabbatical visitors. Of course, they're published. That is our value. But sometimes also uh, ESTIF working groups or uh, postdocs sit down and write successfully third-party funding with our support. And these publications uh, are very often also quite uh, visible in, in, good in more visible journals. And they are also heavily cited. Um, on examples of topics, uh, we usually don't have predefined uh, calls. Uh, it's all fun, it all falls under the biodiversity theme. And as you can see here, some examples of the topics, there's really quite broad. And if you're interested on the topic diversity and also on our projects, just check the website. And this is my team. Uh, this is the STF team. This, this, this is the lab. So we have eight postdocs at the moment, two sabbatical visitors, um, a PhD student, and an admin team. And, and this, is, uh, this is highly international and also because of the um, ongoing calls, always quite a lot of uh, uh, better diversity in people. So we, at the, for example, this call, which ends tonight uh, as the call deadline, we will probably hire four new postdocs. This is the ESTIF board, who, uh, the, the decision-making body based on reviews. We have external reviews. And this is also the group who discusses with me every now and then the strategy for the next future. So in principle, ESTIF is is creates networks of uh, researchers globally. As you can see here, this is a, one of the networks of, of one call. So a couple of groups, eight maybe from the sixth call. It's, it's very international. On the other hand, <coughs> we still lack... As, as usually in these kind of initiatives, people from certain regions in the world. We are not the only one. <clears throat> this is a map of the, at the moment, existing synthesis center. It's quite Northern Hemisphere-based. There's a new one in Brazil, which just opened. And these are the ones we are aware of, focusing on biodiversity. And I'm <clears throat> there's a high likelihood that we miss some. People ask me, is ESTIF successful or just expensive? I mean, working group cost money and eight postdocs also quite expensive, even in Germany. For IDEF, the ESTIF model was from the beginning a success. Um, everyone came to us, for example, also Jennifer. And, and so 
we could start from the very first beginning, even before the professors were hired, and we made IDEF known in the world with that model of bringing them in. And it's also very integra uh, integrative. IDEF researchers are always part of uh, ESTEF projects, so we integrate the IDEF research into our projects. And um, seeing the demand, also this call, there's a high demand and these small, uh, small medium-sized grants, so meetings are rarely funded with any of the grant schemes. So that's why I think it's a success already for the community because we offer something which is needed. And the first analysis, which we do with our data, show that also after finalizing a working group, the researchers st uh, stick together and also uh, have collaborations beyond the working group or project content. So we create uh, ongoing uh, collaborations. <coughs> and if you look into papers or one of these metrics, also the, the <coughs> results of the papers itself are quite well cited and visible, I would say, and used. That's uh, nothing else the H index is showing. Um, and uh, it's not a new approach, uh, definitely not, as I said, but for biodiversity in Germany and biodiversity research in, in Central Europe, there's very few places where you can do that. So we also uh, brought visibility and, and the net of the, to the national scene and also bring national researchers to IDEF, of course. And with it, it's a success story for the funding agency and also for our hosting uh, federal states and the university. So to sum up, IDEF has several elements. You can see another nice fancy graph, which we also, which I also uh, uh, copied from the proposal. So we have science services, which span from the professors to the society. Uh, we have platforms, different tools which we use. We have science policy activities. I will come to that. We have the teaching of the young uh, researchers, and we have uh, the synthesis center, which also spans different levels. And we use for within IDEF different kinds of projects. So we have quite a big chunk of money for a so-called flex pool. There's an internal funding mechanism, which is actually a quite nice idea with where the members and the IDEF researchers can apply and can maybe get a PhD or a postdoc. So at the moment, for example, we call for eight new PhD positions and you as IDEF member could apply to get, a, to get such a project. And it's like a small funding in, uh, agency within IDEF. And with that, we want to integrate and foster integration of our researchers. Jennifer asked me to talk a bit about the challenges uh, while we were developing IDEF. I always uh, described IDEF as ship uh, with 180k, so a very fast uh, truck on the on the, uh, the taking over lane uh, and always uh, in full speed. And that's actually that was like the first uh, years felt like. Um, so I was a relatively young postdoc uh, and then were thrown in, the, in this ship. And I, from the beginning, we were maybe three or four people starting and had, had a lot of money. So the first challenge were help us all the admin work. So everything you can imagine um, we had to do. So we were building up a center and also literally. So we were planning buying furniture and everything you can imagine if you start from the very, very scratch, hiring everyone. I've never sit again in so many hiring interviews of any level from the from from secretary to the professor. And we also had to uh, plan and 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 make make happen completely new processes uh, also for the university the university was not ex uh, expecting such an international and fast moving ship actually and there was a lot of money which which uh, we had to use uh, wisely and 
building STIF, so the synthesis center was also quite challenging. I never did this before and nobody could tell me basically how to, how, how that works. And the first STIF calls were quite a lot of organizational work. And I can just say, I learned so much about travel, funding travel laws. Uh, um, that's, that's, um, it was a very steep learning curve. And we also had to decide every, every day basically what do we want to achieve with all these kind of things what is what is the goal and fortunately i had a great team to discuss that so to sum up that was the steepest learning curve for my for my personal life as you can imagine i was a normal postdoc writing papers and 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 organizing stuff and then i i i got this job here and it was also quite a lot of responsibility large team a lot of money and um but it was an experience i i i really uh learned a lot from uh, <clears throat> what what helped us also in kind of mindset and IDEF uh, everyone looked at us we had a lot of money and um, what we did within IDEF and now maybe it comes to something you can take up in your center and also for your daily work we had a, a huge amount of communication we spent a lot of time in communicating among the team especially also because the team was growing very fast we had a lot of meetings and what helped a lot is um, despite what, for what Germany is known, we had almost no hierarchies among all employees. And I think that is very, very important. Um, and I've seen that not like, I, I've seen that usually that admin and scientists work together and it had to be like this and not uh, sometimes uh, it feels like that admin versus uh, works versus the scientists. No, the administrative team was always this, uh, a service and supportive to the scientists, and that helps. Um, we had a very, we still have a very friendly, open-minded atmosphere. You have to be a functional team if you set up a center for 12 million a year and and for for so many years. And from the very first day, you have to spend so much money. You have to just be a, a nice team. And we had the leading, the leadership team was, uh, gave a lot of trust in its first employees and still is doing it and a lot of freedom. I think that helps also. also. And we had also an external advisor who helped us setting up this, this ship, especially if you imagine these were a couple of professors being the directors and then few postdocs, people like me. Uh, and, and then we had to um, build the center for so, so much money and so many people. So you need external help if you have never done this before. Um, and also what, what helped a lot also for myself, uh, accept mistakes. I did everyday mistakes and some of them more serious than the others, but you have to accept that and have to find ways to, to deal with that. And th that sounds a bit uh, um, yeah, simple, but I think that's, that's the trick. Always hire wisely. So for example, with our, with our professors, we were seeking for a quite international, uh, a mostly gender balanced group. And also the idea was not like sometimes the Max Planck institutes in Germany, they hire a person, then build a center around. No, we, we had the center and we wanted to have people who can, uh, we are team, team people and live and want to integrate among across their labs. And also sometimes it's a problem if you want to hire, let's say, IT people, but Germany doesn't pay well. And we had to set clear priorities because of the huge amount of tasks. And um, uh, that sounds simple again, have a life outside of science. So after 10 days, uh, after 10 hours a day, you need something. That is my li uh, life outside of science. So I, that, that is, uh, I think, really, really important uh, if you have a, such a stressful job. Um, 
what 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 else did we uh, did we put money into? So uh, that uh, might it's usually not the strategy of the research centers. We put a lot of manpower and, ma uh, and women power, of course, into our communication. So we had more people than usually doing the communi uh, communication, and that's very crucial because it's a full time job and it has to be done by professionals. Uh, we had a lot of meetings to get to know each other. So as I said, we have people sitting at different places in Germany. Uh, and we had to and still spend a lot of energy and time in meetings to bring them all together, to work together, um, and also to discuss and help them help uh, to uh, define our missions and approaches. And um, the outside members, for example, uh, are also part of our governance uh, uh, team. Um, and uh, we discussed all kinds of issues. Um, especially if you think about everyone knows what you are doing, which is usually not the case. Yeah? So we, ha we really had to get to know each other. And what we also do to, uh, to foster the integration among our different uh, researchers, especially also because they sit at different places, uh, we also have, have meetings which are at different places. So we not always meet in Leipzig in our building, but we also meet in Jena or in Halle and trying to bring the collaborators in there as well. We have an annual science conference only for IDEF researchers. And at the moment, I think the last one was already 400 people. <clears throat> and as I said, we have this internal funding mechanism. That's actually what I said, communication, 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 and to all levels, to uh, administration people. We have newsletters also for the rest of the world. We have a council, which is a governance team, which gives the chance to all uh, uh, units, to all status group being represented and taking part in the governance of the whole center. We have also very close communication with the hosting university and uh, have their supporting staff even and uh, i learned a lot about efficient meeting structures i guess that's 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 not 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 new for you and IDEF is a bit special in this re uh, respect. We have a very strong early career support. That's not very special, but we have a family support. So we have even money for, for childcare. If working group members, for example, in Estef, couldn't come if they don't have childcare, we support them to, to uh, support the childcare on-site. And sometimes even we can pay for the travel of the spouse to, to help with the childcare. So that is a very uh, uh, new, actually. I've never heard of that, and that uh, we often use that. What we also do, we celebrate success. We not always run and try to take over others, uh, 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 but we also celebrate what we are doing. And um, that's maybe a bit special in Germany, I don't know. Coordinators is a word for these kind of science managers. Let's call them science managers. I think they are quite important and they are also highly in, involved in the leadership and, and governance of the, uh, of the center, of course. Um, what we also have, we have a welcome center, so it's, that is uh, uh, crucial if you hire internationally, especially Germany is uh, full of, of, of tasks and rules you, you can never learn. Um, we have exciting people at our seminars. Our seminars are really like, like the keynote speakers of the conference, especially because when ESTIF groups come, they are asked to, to give seminars. And um, we have uh, lots of targeted outreach activities to make I'd have known, but also to show the rest of the world our science and try to get in communication with the society to, to bring our research into, into society and policy. And, and, and these are some of the, of the tools we use, for, especially for outreach, TEDx talks, long night of science, etc. So we are visible also beyond, our, our, beyond the research community. 
And that helps also a lot. I can only recommend that. I guess many centers have that. We have an own science policy coordinator who's only dealing with science policy aspects and bringing our, our IDEF research into, into this realm. We, we have different approaches to foster communication. So our furniture, our, our, our tools and annual conference. And in the end, it's basically you create an atmosphere in which you want to, uh, which you laugh to work. Uh, for at uh, whatever and I think IDEF is quite successful and the employees are, are happy to be there Which what are the challenges if once if you have established a, a center like us? Um, there's, uh, I think there's challenges are especially getting a governance where everyone after hire after being hired uh, is uh, integrated so we had to change our governance model for example to bring in the professors who then at the very at a certain point in time we're all there because it's their baby basically and not the one of maybe the directors from the very first beginning and we also have research again agendas which grow bottom up so there's not a defined thing and we say you have to do i don't know microbiology uh, in uh, wet mire soils but it's you are hired here. What is your, what is your pet topic? Let's see how the others like that and how we can make uh, out of that a nice research agenda. And we have also time, of course, where we just rest and just discuss science and strategy and not only the daily business. Uh, we have a lot of committees and uh, task forces. So we distribute tasks. It's not just few people do everything and think about everything. It's really on the shoulders of many, many people. And, and lots of other challenges, I guess. Um, I actually have, don't have the time, but I'm just working on so some achievements. So what did we achieve? First of all, we established uh, communication streams, huge amount of communi communication streams. That's, that's important. Social events, etc. I think that is one of the achievements and also that uh, keeps IDEF together maybe less visible. And here, for example, we looked into the collaboration network of IDEF researchers. The left, my left-hand side, um, is uh, you can see the collaboration networks of the different people basically at the beginning, of course. Some of them haven't even known each other, but others in Germany have already kind of a bit worked together. And then after a couple of years, you see this network becomes much closer, much denser, the nodes are also more populated and this, the center itself and the different uh, collaborating institutes are now linked via IDEF and also uh, you know, do research together. That's basic, uh, based on, on publications. Um, as I said, we, are, we were, as achievement, very busy with outreach, so we are visible. We, uh, people, um, that's Nico Eisenhower here on the right hand side. He leads the soil ecology group and uh, Ecotrons, and, and we are uh, doing our part to make research, IDEF research, known and also to make it applied. And that's uh, one example that came out, I think, a few days ago. It's a policy brief about the science paper. I will talk about that in a minute. Uh, so we have also targeted uh, science policy uh, uh, actions. One of them is that IDEF researchers, you see, uh, uh, some of them here are highly involved in IPBES. Uh, Josef Settel is one of our researchers, collaborating researchers, is one of the co-chairs of the global assessment, has been, and, and many of us, including myself, have been authors for the IPBES. It might uh, look like showing off, uh, but that what I'm showing now in the next five minutes is also a huge success for us. So I'm showing ESTIF Synthesis Center results. Um, it's extremely rare that things like this happen. You will see what I mean. Uh, what you can see here is a science paper which came out, I think, 
two days ago or something, and it's actually a result of a one year of, of a postdoc who spent a whole year. It's an Estef postdoc, Rule van Klink. You can see him here and Diana Bola. She's from another IDEF lab, and Jonathan Chase, he's the professor for synthesis. They are part of an Estef project, so a postdoc project of Rule. And he spent a year, literally a year, in, in the office next to mine and uh, mobilized uh, insect population data across the planet. And uh, now he uh, published uh, his results quite nicely. And the uh, paper shows um, here you, we see divided the sites and um, and the uh, um, population trend uh, divided between uh, terrestrial and freshwater sites. And what you can see already a bit uh, from the vision and uh, purple, I think it's purple, shows decline and green shows more increasing population trends. So what, what they found is across so many studies, and like, believe me, he, we, he dig deep. So we even, I, I searched for Russian uh, languages. So he was not only Googling in English, uh, but also really he had boxes of paper digitizing from, from uh, all kinds of countries. And he himself is an entomologist, so he knows the stuff. So what, we've, what he found, the, the team found, is that terrestrial insects are indeed declining. That confirms what we have uh, heard and seen from other studies. But freshwater insects, at least from the data they collected, seem to be increasing increasing and especially in the northern hemisphere and eastern Europe and Russia the water um, quality was after the wall came down so uh, 30 years ago improving but of course also as you can see here many many places where we know ecosystems are uh, uh, threatened and, and not in a good shape there are no long-term data these are long-term population trends yeah 10 years plus another scientific success and that's why I'm saying it looks like showing off we had indeed in the last half year two uh, science papers which made it to the cover of science you see here the earthworms and that's another uh, estif project Helen was for uh, like uh, uh, um, Ruhl was an estif postdoc in my team for over two years and she was not an individual postdoc but she was a postdoc of a uh, uh, synthesis working group, which you see here in the back. So these are researchers from all over the planet uh, interested in soil biodiversity. And the project started with uh, collecting earthworm data as the first group. They they looked at uh, and, and, and successfully they built up this huge database and will proceed with their work and collecting other data and already doing that. And uh, basically, that was more a status quo of the distribution of the global earthworm diversity and also some aspects of the functional diversity of earthworms. It's a, it's a huge uh, amount of work, and it took them over two years to bring the data together, and they're still analyzing them. That's another example of synthesis. So it's a bit... It's also data mobilizing, but it's also very international, and it's, uh, as you can see here with the huge amount of co-authors, it's very integrative. And um, this is the third paper I want, at least one of the results I want to show because it's also an Estef postdoc, Guy Peer. He's another kind of postdoc, so he's a catalyst postdoc. It's not very important for you to understand, but he brings together uh, IDEF researchers sitting in Leipzig and someone who sits somewhere else. And that's uh, another way of fostering integration. And he's actually doing a super important work on revising or on checking, analyzing with a larger team, the EU common agriculture policy. So that's, uh, that's the big the cup called, it's the big uh, agriculture uh, management uh, um, 
policy in the EU, and that's the driver of most of the changes we know. We know that agriculture is the biggest driver of anything uh, changing um, biodiversity and climate, etc. And they analyzed how fit the EU policy is for supporting biodiversity. And I can tell you it is not at all. There's a lot of huge amounts of money billions of euros going into measures which actually are meant to support biodiversity but it doesn't work and that was a, is still a very important result of that and a guy for example went to brussels so where they use it and not once but several times it has a lot of policy work also attached to that science paper there are many other papers and the official fitness check for the un is really kind of not lobbying but push putting a lot of the scientific expertise they came they have in their team after analyzing the policy to to help to revise the agriculture policy um, it's important we don't know the impact yet we hope that that they listen and and also act then also a small glimpse i'm still a scientist uh, from time to time uh, usually in the evenings and i'm also uh, doing science i'm a macroecologist and asian uh, uh, scientist i founded a project before I came to IDEF actually eight years ago and uh, it's a global uh, database on naturalized uh, alien plants. It's freely available and one of the examples was the first publication of it was a nature paper a few years ago with my friends from, from this project. It's a very the project with a lot of friends and we uh, put it just described the global alien plant communities and they, for example also the flow from where which uh, species were brought and introduced so European countries, Northern Hemisphere are the biggest donors in the world. And in another example of research we do with this kind of data is looking into the temporal dynamics. That's uh, another outcome of, of our work and which we, where we brought together for the first time a global data and long-term long data on when which species was introduced where. And what you can see here, for example, is that there's still an increase in, in introduced species on this planet. So even having all these policies, we don't stop to introduce new species. Okay, I think uh, that's it. Uh, I hope that was interesting. It was a potpourri, I'd see, uh, I would say, from you know how to manage a center, how to start a center, to what kind of tools we use to be successful. I would say we are successful, but you know, long-term impact is still uh, something we have to have to see. And with that, thanks for your attention, and thanks Jennifer for the invitation. Thanks. You've been listening to a podcast from the IFE. To stay up to date with our podcasts, please subscribe to our channel. You can also visit us on the web at www.qut.edu.au slash IFE. And we're also on Twitter at IFE underscore QUT and Instagram at IFE.QUT. We really hope you enjoyed this IFE podcast.